0: Hi, I'm Pastor Jason DeShaw, and you're watching Redeemer Online. We've been in this series called Steps to Easter, uh, a a holy week. And we've been looking at these different days, these each step of the journey of Jesus. And as we look at that, we can get a better picture of what it is that he is about to do, um, and even more insight into who Jesus is, his character. Now, the first two days were pretty straightforward. It's very clear in Mark in particular, it, it sets a daily uh, agenda for what Jesus was up to. But one day that is um, glaringly missing from, from all the descriptions of this week is Wednesday, the day that we find ourselves in today. And so I want to take a look at what that can mean Take a look at possibly what scholars have have determined to be a likely scenario for this Wednesday, and and dig into God's word to tell us, to allow this day that is a missing piece of the story inform us about who Jesus is. Now, scholars have gone back and forth; they've extended the the teaching from the the sermon the the teaching from the Mount of Olives into an, an additional day because there's so much there. It's multiple chapters and in um, the different Gospels. but but more likely, um, a more likely scenario, given the the timeline in particular that Mark, the Gospel of Mark, lays out, um, a more a, a more likely scenario is that Jesus spent this time, in rest and preparation for all that was going to come in the rest of the week. You see, there was an incredible amount of, of teaching and, and I didn't get into the healings that were done uh, at the Mount of Olives and, and just this heavy day of ministry. And then Jesus knew what was coming at the end of the week with what we celebrate as Maundy Thursday and Good Friday. And so there was this necessary gap that we find ourselves in that we call Wednesday. So most scholars propose that he rested and prepared himself for the rest of the week. Now. We can learn that this is, is, this is true to God's character as it is told in other stories throughout the New Testament. But I wanna draw our attention to one story in particular that, that illustrates this point perfectly. See, Jesus is, is traveling, he's, he's doing his teaching thing, he's, he's healing these people and he's having these intense ministry days. And then in the midst of them, He's finding places and, and spaces to rest. And so I want to take you to a story that is found in the book of Mark. And it is the story that we oftentimes called Jesus Calms a Storm. And it's out of Mark um, 4, and it's beginning with the 35th verse. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, being his disciples, let us go across to the other side. Now, just a little bit of groundwork here. This is right after what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus has done an incredible amount of ministry up until this point. And so they are going to move to another location so that even more ministry can be done. And so they're going to move across the lake. And leaving the crowd, they took him and with him in the boat. And leaving the crowd... They took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with them. And a great wind storm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, and that, that the boat was already filling with water. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? You know, the story is used to articulate lots of uh, different principles when it comes to understanding who Jesus is. One of them is just the command that he has over nature and his true um, connection to to God and and his true godness, uh, as a matter of fact. But another is to articulate the way that he interacts with his disciples. That even after seeing these incredible miracles, these incredible works, that they still struggled to believe Jesus is who he said he was. But what I want to illustrate in this story is... Jesus' uncanny ability to build rest into his ministry. See, right in the middle of this, moving from one place to another, Jesus falls asleep. You can tell that it's, that it's confusing to the disciples as, they, as we read about their reaction that he could sleep through this storm, but it articulates the importance of this particular nap. You see, it not only allows Jesus to rest from his work, but it allows him to rest in preparation for what is yet to come. And I think this is a particular lesson for each of us in this time in our lives. Now, I don't know about you, but this has been um, a time that's been pretty special for my family at the very beginning of our quarantine experience, when when we started to find out about the limitations that were going to be imposed on our family, we started to erase things from our calendar. At first it was just a few meetings that were happening uh, in the evenings and eventually it was a band concert and, and all kinds of activities associated with that. But it culminated in erasing every evening activity we had scheduled as a family on our whiteboard. It was an amazing process. We literally just took the eraser and without taking out the dates, marked off everything on it. And I thought, at first I was a little fearful at what that would mean for our family without anything to do. But then I started to relish what that was going to be like, to spend the time to, to, to just be with each other. Is going to be a new normal for our family. But what happened is something just a little bit different. You see, we started to, instead of having uh, big activities that took us away from the house, we started to fill our time with all kinds of other things. I found myself as a, uh, an e-learning facilitator, somebody who had to be my IT specialist in my house, getting my kids up and running. I found myself filling my time with all kinds of activity and tasks, and even our evenings that had been so um, busy before had, uh, were beginning to approach that same level of busyness as we worked to make sure that we, instead of providing one meal on the table for our family, we're providing three meals and the dishes just were always out of control. I I mean, it's amazing. Uh, You know, you just multiply everything that you're doing by three. Um, And it was just, it's it's just been full. And so I started to think that that time that I thought I was going to have to be special with my family was instead filled up with just different activities. And so we look at this message that Jesus provides to us through his word. That even in the midst of the greatest chaos of our lives, that we can still find rest. He challenges us again that we can find rest in Him, that, that He is the rest for the weary and that His, his burden is light and, and we can ca- He can carry our burdens for us. And, and we're challenged by those words because we inherently fill our calendars and, and we uh, look at them as, as badges of achievement, how busy we are. But I want us to instead because we are setting aside this week of holiness to set aside time each day to be just in rest with God. Not in rest um, to, to sleep away the, uh, the cares and to, to, to rest as a way to, to avoid all the concerns that we have, but to intentionally rest in the presence of God, to rest in this middle of the storm of our life. Jesus' challenges with this all over his word, that we can rest in his presence, that his burden is light, and that we can share our burden with him, that we can give him our struggles and our anxieties because he cares for us. It's written all over his word. And so I want to take this time to commit to resting with all of you. Now, it's not a rest as a way to avoid, Um, It is a rest to experience His real presence. I was introduced to a practice of rest uh, about a year ago, and it has been fantastically, uh, it's been such a gift to my life. And so I want to invite you into that. For me, it started with 30 seconds where I would be still intentionally avoiding anything that was trying to creep into my my thoughts for 30 seconds. And I can't tell you what an incredible challenge those 30 seconds were, just to rest in his presence, to, to not try and manufacture any thoughts, but just to rest in who he is. I'm at three minutes now, and I feel like I'm on my way because I have learned the practice of listening to God's voice, listening for God's voice, resting in his presence. And so I want to experience that with all of you. And so if you would join me today, um, after this is finished, in just 30 seconds, one minute, set a timer for it, whatever it takes to rest in God's presence. And I think you're going to find, like I did, that when you are rested, truly rested in his presence, that you are better for everything that he has in store for you, that you are ready to be a parent like you haven't been a parent before, that you're ready to be a spouse like you haven't been a spouse before, that you're ready to be a a worker and and an at-home productive member of a society like you haven't been before because it's in our rest that we fully experience who God is. And so just right now, I want to pray for all of us as we rest together. Lord, I pray for this time, right after this um, time together today, where we can truly rest in your presence, where we can quiet our minds, where we can lean into who you are, where we can stop trying to be and just be in your presence. And so, Lord, help us to do that today. Help us to know what it means to rest. Help us to know what it means to to hear your voice and to, to just listen for you and quiet us so that we can fully experience that together. And so we pray for this time, this next step on our journey to Easter, that you would anoint it with your presence, that you would anoint it with your goodness. May we rest in you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's saints said, amen. Thank you for today. Thank you for praying with me. Um, I want to encourage you to to join us tomorrow as we look deeper at a story that is very much uh, a regular part of our experience of Holy Week, and that is Maundy Thursday. We're going to look at that day and we are going to unpack what it is to have Jesus, Jesus, be the model for how we lead our lives. And we pray that you all experience this as a holy week on your journey to Easter.